In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hello everyone and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is Brayden and with me always are my two favorite bioskeleton warriors. I am a uh, Wraith Fuzzy. I am a Mortal John. So, uh, in this episode, uh, we're going to do a little switcheroo. I'm going to be running the show and giving down the recap of what I've learned so far in Warhammer 40,000 while John and Fuzzy quiz me on it (coughs) to see what I've actually remembered and retained. He will receive a grade at the end, and you at home can also play, uh... And by Make that, sure and I... tweet at us at Grim Dorks Pod if uh, if you want to play along. If you want to, I along. promise someone will be watching the Twitter. It, yeah, I need <laughs> someone to log will. into that. I need to log into that on my phone. <laughs> it uh, sends me text messages. Oh, well, hody hody ho, lottie so, uh, fucking da. Welcome to the, the future. The challenge is a uh, hey, kill my phone at least twice, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, to also we. I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight with you, audience. This is take two of this uh, <laughs> of this. We got ha- we got halfway through last time before I was like, oh wait, shit, I had a doctor's appointment. So now we're back at it again, back on our bullshit. And uh, this time, John and I decided to make Braden do this on hard mode, as we are drinking this evening. I am, uh... Oh, yeah. I have created a cocktail that I call, uh, Cinch Blood, which is, uh, just basically a margarita, but with ingredients switched around, except tequila. That baby stays. Um, it's also <laughs> Ecto Cooler Green, um, which... <laughs> Ooh, laddie. Wouldn't that be Nurgle Blood? It's Empyrium Green. Yeah, it's... Well, actually, it's more of a bluish green... Oh, okay. So, so then it would be I, 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 I'm putting it more on the Sneech end of the scale, but okay, I don't know. Right. Maybe Sneech fucked with a with a fucking plague demon. I don't know. Eh. Uh, All I part of drinking, his plan. I'm drinking uh, Crying Eagle Brewing Company's The Chuck, which is a <laughs> Lake Charles local ale. So uh, if you're in Lake Charles somehow, some way, and you're not Tony, uh, I'll buy you a beer. This beer. <laughs> This, the, only this beer, though. The one in my hands. <laughs> Gotta act and fast. And I'm <laughs> drinking two, uh, what I can only assume are tablespoons of ice water left in my, uh, in my, uh, water, uh, container. And just, cup? like, the, yeah, no, it's not a cup, because it's got a lid on it, so water container. Because <laughs> fuck it. Uh, and also the remnants of a lemon packet, so... I'm going in. I'm going for a wild ride. <laughs> He's going to be high by the end. Yeah. yeah. Remember, kids, don't do lemonade packets. You'll nope. you'll get too high, and then you'll die. Snort it's, a, it's equivalent to three marijuanas, and as we all oh, know, shit. you can OD on two. Yeah. You gotta Brain. snort them. Yes. Dude, if, if you need us to call the hospital, I'm sorry, I don't know where you live. <laughs> I will just, I will just pick up my phone and say hello, police. Uh, go to Brayden's house. He really likes Pokemon, and just save him. He's my boy. <laughs> I forgot my. They'll boy. know. They'll know where I'm at based <laughs> off that alone. They're like, oh, that that shitty guy. Oh, oh that fucking. <laughs> All I know is he's Italian and is on the <laughs> East Coast. That's uh, that's all I got. That only leaves <laughs> about twelve him. million Italians to to fucking go through. But how many like Pokemon? Eight hundred and two. And also so that, Digimon. that's narrowed the pool. Yeah, I I don't even know how many fucking Digimon there are. That's a that's a lot. So uh, let's let's begin with you know the whole point the of our podcast. What uh, this Warhammer has a forty thousand? I disagree. Or the, I feel least, like the story of this podcast is roasting Brayden. Yeah, not the point, the theme of this podcast, I should say. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, in the beginning, there were only frogs. Just frogs. Nothing else. Shit. Frogs that rolled around on space chairs going through uh, a different dimension to get to place to place. Uh, they're known as the Old Ones, uh, a race of frog people that uplifted other simple-minded species, such as the Jokero, who were monkey people. 
uh, Krorks, who are proto-orcs, the Slon, who are maybe the maybe the old ones, maybe not, maybe the slave race that served them while they were still around, uh, the Eldar, which is how we got their name, the old ones, and possibly humans, although while the Adeptus Mechanicus think that's the truth, uh, saying so is heresy and it'll get you it'll get you a bullet in your head. A good old I mean, blamin'. Yes. Who needs a head when you can be uh, lobotomized and replaced? True. Uh, that's getting closer to the Omnisaya, so all in all, it's a good it's a good day if that happens to you. So the old ones were uh, there were two big things about them. They were potent psychers, and they used portals through warp space that would later become the building blocks for the Eldar Webway, connecting their empire across the galaxy. And how they got around so fast because basically people would be like, "Oh shit, it's the Frog People. Why are they halfway across the galaxy now?" It's because they used uh, what would later be the Webway for the Eldar, although much okay. more advanced. So let me ask you, right? Hmm. So they go fast. Yes. Would you say they have to go fast? Yes, they have to go fast. Would you say they could feasibly be hedgehogs? No, because they're amphibians. Are they Sonic the Frog? I wish. There Wasn't is a... there a frog in Sonic the Hedgehog? There no. is... I know there was one in Star Fox. So there maybe is. They're there's Big the Cat's pet Froggy. Uh, we don't you talk go... about Froggy, that piece of shit. <laughs> I don't think there's a frog character that, like, no, there's just at all. There's an iguana. Okay, hold on. I don't want to get sidetracked here, there. but I'm going to get sidetracked There's here. an iguana? I only know of Espio the Chameleon. Chameleon, yeah. Chameleon, sorry. I didn't <laughs> I don't know the difference. He's a purple chameleon who's so, a ninja. Okay. This, this drags me back to, like, Disney level. Mickey has Pluto, but Goofy's also a dog? Yes. So, what's that separation like in Sonic Land? Oh, Froggy's, you know, he can't speak. So he can't... It's, it's, it's mm. sapience. Sapience yeah. is the... Sapience. Is the I was gonna say sentience, one. but, you know, both of them are sentient, so yeah, it's sapience. And even it's then, it's only like, it's very little sapience, because from yeah. what I know, Big the Cat is really dumb. Yes, Big the Cat is the dumbest character in Sonic. Yes, like... <laughs> I mean, that's saying something. His yes. head no good. Yes. Alright, so, back on track. Uh, this, so This podcast has a track? Yeah, <laughs> a, a very loose one. So, the, the old ones were basically chilling around the galaxy, creating their empire, uplifting species as they saw fit, uh, and just turning them into pseudo-slave races, kind of, but, you know, nobody likes to talk about that. Uh, and then the old ones on on the other side of the galaxy from the old ones is a shitty little race known as the Necrontier, born with glass bones and paper skin, and basically they died after three seconds of being born uh, because they got super cancer because their main home planet was bombarded with radiation all the time. Uh, eventually they built their whole uh, culture off of death, and the uh, inevitability of it. And they also picked up a cool Egyptian aesthetic, where it's easy to see why, because a lot of people think it, Egyptian culture was based around death when it wasn't. Uh, you know, Warhammer 40k and Game Workshop's kind of, you know, hitting the little ball there on wrong culture for Egyptian. They're a bunch of shitbags. Basically. Looking at you, Ward. <laughs> yeah. But so eventually, uh, the... The uh, Necrontier figured out how to shoot coffins into space out of cannons. Yeah, and they eventually started to build their own empire. And they actually got pretty good at it, although they all started, they all died as per usual. Uh, escaping the super bombarded radiation-filled planet didn't really help them out too much in terms of their lifespan. But the biggest thing is that their whole society was based around a triarchy known as the Triarch, with the head of it being the Silent King, because he only communicated through the two other members of the Triarch. So, uh, the most notable one, and the only one we're going to be talking about, is King is Silent King Cesarek, who shows up later in time, and who I'm actually going to be discussing right now, near the end of the Necron Tears, eventual, like, extinction of their entire race, essentially, uh, into new beings. But, so, the Necron Tear and Silent King Cesarek, as a result, met up with the Old Ones. They collided into each other when they were scraping along the borders of their empires, and they looked on the old ones and died. And then they looked at them again, died. And then they looked at them again and they said, Oh, hey, they're immortal. Let's ask them for immortality. And the old ones were like, What the hell? No, you stupid little shitty aliens. What the hell are you doing? And 
this made them all pretty this made silent king and the rest of the i'm recording a podcast this made the rest of the necron tier pretty upset at the old ones for not sharing the secrets of immortality and there was another big problem for the necron tier at the time mainly for silent king cesaric in that the necron tier was starting to turn on each other they wanted their own dynasties and to carve out their own little empires for themselves instead of working under king cesaric so cesaric decided to kill two birds with one stone which is one to get immortality and two to unite his people again so during this time to end the war the secession uh, the wars of secession is what they're called in the necron timeline but basically silent king cesaric calls war on the old ones and unites his people together to fight the old ones who were pretty badass at fighting a little bit because they could do barrel rolls around everyone <laughs> that's the best thing two bonus points for memeing yeah. two bonus points that's for good memeing. that's good I'll, I'll be sure to keep that in mind so while the old ones were because the old ones their whole thing was outmaneuvering people because they could go in and out of an entire dimension they could show up anywhere they wanted whenever they wanted and they could basically outmaneuver any other ship that tried to come against them while the necrons here had the advantage technology wise because they've been building it up for centuries and they knew how to keep themselves alive and build a pretty big gun which i can only assume is just building a giant cannon that shot coffins at them um Eventually, the Necron tier started to get beat back into the edge of the universe again, back to their old planet and their old star system. The Necrons here were on the edge of death until they met a certain race of board games. The <laughs> Brayden, I would like to raise my yes. hand. Question. And brief, briefly have a, uh, a, a small sidetrack discussion. Yes. Um, a Gauss cannon is a railgun, is it not? Yes, I think. Uh, we kind of, I would say no, because it doesn't fire a solid projectile. I only know railguns shoot through the power of magnets, and I don't understand magnets, so. (laughs) Well, if we want to get into into real, my half understanding of the science of future (laughs) weaponry, uh, a Gauss cannon will run an electric current through wire that is wrapped around a barrel that will then attempt to accelerate a projectile, which I'm not sure Necron weaponry fires? Well, I mean, they do have Gauss rifles, so what, I, what I'm what i trying to point out here is uh, I fear Brayden may be more right than he intends. Where they just shot coffins the, through Gauss rifles. They, in fact, do shoot tiny coffins at mock speeds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On the one hand, I love the meme potential. Uh-huh. On the other hand, on the other hand, there is no other hand. There is another hand. You lost it. The other no, hand. You lost that is... hand. The great worm, <laughs> great silver worm, made it. Oh God! I don't even have an iron hand. This is the devil. <laughs> nope, you're not the Primarch. You don't get shit. Well, I also didn't try to fist fight it, so maybe that's where I went wrong. I'll be right back. I don't know if he's going to go fist fight I it. Guess. Or... If he really needed to pee, or... I'm okay, guess. Okay. Oh, how how the no, did you fight it? fight it? <laughs> it ran away. Oh, damn! What a pansy bitch. Anyway, yes. Um, that so I I just wanted to confer with the judges to see how correct you were, Brayden, and it turns out you are very very correct. correct. When um because I murdered the judges with a Gauss gun that shot tiny coffins. When the Necrons here wanted to pull out the uh, the big bun, big guns, uh, they shot out sarcophagi, so because they're heavy as shit, buddy. You have no idea how correct their ultimate weapon. Their ultimate weapon was the mausoleum. <laughs> buddy, you have no idea how right Excellent. you are. We haven't even gotten to the Necron in, in full detail yet, so. I only have no, cursory knowledge of them. Episode. So, uh, the Necron here get their coffins and their shit pushed in. Uh, and go back to their uh, go back to their home galaxy, and they're like shit. And the old ones basically leave them alone. They're like, it's not worth exterminating the entire population. So they just fuck off to another galaxy. Turns out, it's to bite them in the ass later. So uh, the Necrons here come across celestial board games uh, known as the Catan, who I will henceforth refer to them as the Settlers of Catan because it's funny to imagine them as giant celestial board games. 
implying that's not exactly what they are. I can I mean, honestly, yeah, because they they had multiple forms. They could take like the form of anything because they're basically gods or close enough to it in corporeal form. How they didn't muster up enough of a force to kill everything else in the galaxy, I don't know. Maybe I think I know the reason why. It's because they're all fucking stupid. But so the Catan okay. come up to the Necrons here, and one of them takes their tongue out and licks one of them and is like holy shit they they taste amazing oh damn and one particular katan hears about it and his name is the deceiver the only thing oh. about the deceiver is no other katan tells the necron tier and silent king cesaric that they're talking with a guy known as the deceiver because he lies a lot and so the deceiver tells silent king cesaric they're like hey you know, we once got in a war with the old ones, so we're not cool with them either. You want to team up and fight them? And so Zyla King Zark is like, I, what, how are we going to do that? We just got our ass kicked. And then he's like, I got an idea. And he convenes with the rest of the Catan, who think this is a really good idea, where basically they create giant, like, those Route 44 Sonic slushies, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They build those, mm -hmm. like, they tell the Necron tier to build them, but out of factories. And so they make them with factories, and the Necron tier are like, hey, why do these? Why are our factories have giant straws in them? And the Katana are like, don't worry about it. And they load up the Necron tier into these giant Route 44 slushies, uh -huh. and using the metal <laughs> that the Necron tier were famous for, which is known as Necrodermis, which is the coolest shit in the universe, and basically uh -huh. the toughest metal ever. It's the unobtainium, or close to it, that I know of in, in 40k. Right. And their souls get ripped out, and yep. are are trapped in the slushy, and then they come out as Terminator people made out of Necrodermis, and then the Catan just wander up to these slushies and take big old slurps out of them. Take a fucking sip, babes. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw the meme. And I <laughs> no, it's fine. It. <laughs> uh, the meme was there. <laughs> it was there. It was right for the taking. So. Uh, the entire species goes down this way, and this is how we know them now as the Necron. Uh, and Silent King Cesaric realizes that he got a shit deal, uh, only until it was too late. Until the last little baby Necrons here waddled into the, into the Slurpee and came out a Terminator man. Uh, and Silent King Cesaric, uh, subjects him, himself to the, uh, process himself, and is, like, the only one at this point who manages... To not be controlled by the Catan or by Cesaric himself, because he has the command codes for everyone who are now robot people uh, who have immortality, but at the ultimate price. So it was kind of like m making a wish with the monkey's hand, where you got immortality, but now you're soulless creatures who are more metal than flesh. Huh? Do monkeys have hands? Yes. Do oh. you not? Do you not know the monkey paw myth? Oh. Okay, yeah. I was confused. No, no. Hand. Yeah. It, it's Glitz. more commonly monkey's called paw. the monkey yeah. paw. I, I know it as the monkey's hand. A goon. So. Well, apparently East Coast is weird. Yeah, yeah. fucking... Jesus. Fucking weird. Fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> East Coast and fucking... Fucking Carolina. The East Coast? More like the East one. Coast. <laughs> Take a guess. Which Carolina uh, am I in? West. Uh, nope, wrong. Everyone thinks East. I'm in South. East Carolina. <laughs> no. Close. North Northwest. Yes. Perfect. Sweet Carolina. Sweet. That's my favorite one. Thank you. I'll try. Interesting fact, listeners. In the 41st millennium, there's actually 89 Carolinas. <laughs> They're That's all true. different planets. They're in a sector together. There's 20 to 21, Not each me. named after a Primarch. <laughs> Good guy. The traitor ones all fell to chaos, but that's a whole other debacle. Much Carolina like, Wars, much like current North Carolina, fall into chaos. Damn, oh, that's enough. About, that's enough about the politics of my state. Um, so the Necrons show up with the Catan in tow, and the old ones are like, "Oh shit, they look cool as hell!" And then they all get uh, coffins to the face and they die. So this is when, uh, like I said, it comes to the it comes to bite the old ones in the ass for not exterminating them outright because the Catan. 
I just like hmm. to briefly say I'm imagining the like the noise just before the coffin to the face is the Unreal Tournament 2003 Flak Cannon alternate fire noise, yes. which is a very specific noise that I wish I could just produce for you at this moment, but I cannot. But those of you who remember, please please call that to mind <laughs> so that you and I are on the same wavelength. Yes continue break so uh the Gatan and the old and the necron start beating up the old ones and start pushing them back and pushing them back and pushing them back now one of the biggest things is you know the old ones still have their maneuverability well the necrons counteract that by building basically huge giant like c4 charges to break into this dimension and start fucking up the old ones inside their own dimension the ones are like ah shit this shit's fucked and so eventually the old ones start dwindling in population, and the Catan and the Necron leave them alone. And in, you know, kind of what the old ones did, it comes back to bite them in the ass later, uh, as this war is known. And th this war is known to the Eldar as the war in heaven, because to the Eldar, and probably to the rest of the, like, this recently uplifted species, this shit was crazy. Like, it was near god- like, the people who are technically your gods- fighting what is also like another group of gods along with terminators so it was probably pretty fucky for all of them it's like man this movie is sick yeah little did they know they would soon be brought into the fray so uh as the old ones are beginning to lose and they just kind of get left to their own devices the other species are turned into the slave races for the Catan and for the necron uh a lot of them are killed but not all of them so there's still a pretty good chunk of them probably in the i don't know the estimates on the numbers based on a whole galaxy so i won't say something like trillions and be vastly underestimating the population of an entire <laughs> galaxy um but the Catan, in a stupid way which is why i call them stupid is they start fighting amongst themselves for sport and leisure and they end up killing each other because their fights like include like creating black holes and star in star systems and completely wiping out entire galaxies or, like, nine entire galaxies, the entire star systems, just for the hell of it. And they their numbers start to dwindle because of this, until the Catan are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Frank just killed Bob, and, like, Terry just killed Jerry, like, a week ago. We gotta stop. What if it's your boy Jerry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's one thing I want to add here. Mm. Uh, so, speaking of specific Catan... There is one in particular that who is my favorite because he is the biggest edgelord. Mm. And that would be the Nightbringer. Wait, wait, wait. Quiz Braden. Remember, okay. it's the point well, of this episode. I don't think we Braden, talked about who is We did, I remember. Alright, Braden. Tell me a little bit about the Nightbringer. Braden. Uh I don't remember oh, too much I, about I, the Nightbringer, so I will give you a hint, and there's really only one part you need to remember. Mm. Oh wait, I have I have his hint. I have his hint. Please. It is an audio hint. Baby don't be the reaper. That's all you get. Mm, I mm, the only thing I remember about the Nightbringer in my research, because I didn't think he was that important, because I completely forgot him. I know he had a scythe. That was it. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. They, okay, about him. connect. Connect. Scythe. Oh, so I'll he's you, so you. he's the manifestation of death and the Reaper. He becomes that. Oh, he becomes the Grim Reaper. Okay. Ha half points. Half okay, points. yeah, half yes. points. That's, uh, I'll take that. The, the, the Nightbringer uh, is the reason every species, and canonically, it's true, every single species believes the manifestation of death looks like a skelly man in a robe with a scythe. Why? Because the Nightbringer is the edgiest boy. Ah, interesting. Uh, he he implanted that image so deeply into every species subconscious that it's just there. And also, he's the reason species fear death. Oh, that's yes. cool. One other thing I want to add. Uh, Brayden, did we talk about what the Old Ones did to the Quark? No, we never did. We, we discussed that okay. the Quark exists, and that's it. I, 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 then I feel the need I need to bring this in real uh. quick, because we forgot to. Um, when the old ones started getting fuckled, 
they their first step was to start uplifting species, but that didn't quite work. And so they decided to make a war species. Uh -huh. So they found some fellas. They were kind of barbaric. They were they were a fungaloid species. Uh, they had green skin and long pointed ears. At the time, they stood up straight, but they were like, okay, these guys have the potential, but we need to fuck with it a bit. So the old ones cracked their frog knuckles, stretched a bit, and got to fucking with the species. Step one, make them reproduce asexually through spores. Step two, give, give them latent psychic abilities. Step three, encode war into the DNA of the species. Step four, get fucky with it. Step five, get them big. Step six, Get them bigger for murdering. Step seven, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step eight, profit. Profit. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. So, um, downside, uh, they fucked up and these things never stopped warring? Ever. They did too, okay, they did too good of a job. They did very well at altering the quark. <laughs> into a war species the thing about it is that war species just kept going yeah. and uh their spores altered a little bit over time and well several billion years later Here they are there is a menace throughout the galaxy it is green skin knife ears and a penchant for a hat-based economy <laughs> and teeth hmm. don't forget the teeth they worship two things, Gork and Mork. Yorks, baby! So, uh, talking about that, them being basically a war race, makes me think of another uh, subsection of humans that we'll get to later when I start on the Imperium of Man. Uh, that yes. I'll make more connections to when we get there. So, for Orcs, consider the concept of total war. The idea that every man, woman, and child is 100% dedicated to the cause. In humans, it's not possible. What are you going to do? Take a shit for the war effort? But with orcs, they can do it. they're shitting they more the spores effort. for the war effort. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Braden, can you bring us home in two minutes to bring us up to our favorite papa? Yes. Uh, well, I can get close to it. So, uh, basically what happens is the old ones decide after watching the Catan, you know, diddle themselves for a couple for a couple of days. They're like, alright, we we gotta hit the panic button and they hit the big purple button and all the uplifted species are now psychers. And this causes a bunch of shit to go down of the ramific the ramifications of which are seen to the day of the most current day in Warhammer forty thousand, which is uh, one, the Catan and the Necron get fucked up because psychic powers are their weakness because they're, uh, hmm, hang on, I gotta think, they're fighting type Pokemon, I guess, because psychic types are <laughs> super effective against fighting types. So, uh, and then the Catan, in the last effort, they create, they tried to create what's known as the Cadian Gate, which is basically they're trying to completely separate off the Immaterium, which is where all the psychics are drawing their power from, from the material world. The only problem is, as soon as they were about to complete it, uh, the Immaterium changes forever. What occurs is that all the Psychers, and their emotions through war, and just basically living, and their tumultuous emotions and everything they've ever experienced, all coalesces into the Immaterium, which causes like the pretty chill beings that were living there to twist into horrible demons that would soon later try and kill everyone, and change the entire dimension into what's now known as the Realm of Chaos. And it doesn't exactly create all three of the uh, Chaos Gods, because they're speculated to show up at different points in time. But I'm guessing at least Nurgle comes into being around this time. Well, it's kind of theorized. Okay, Brayden. Because I remember if seeing were... something that Korn supposedly like, is speculated to have shown up around the second millennium. He still shows up early. But not right as soon as the Realm of Chaos is born and destroys the Cadian Gate. What's what's a time period in history you would think Nurgle would show up? 
Um, the Dark Ages. During the... Hey, oh, so that's yeah, when he starts showing up. Okay. So what is the human equivalent of the Dark Ages? So, alright. Well, I think you're... Your timeline is a little wonk here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna step in. I don't think it's wonk. I, I think he, it's, it's a little. It's let me let me say what I gotta say, and we'll see if you agree with me here. Mm-hmm. The Bye. the fact that these uh, psychic species were going to war altered the warp. Yeah, forever. Like it it just did because there were all these new influences. Yeah. Now the kind of coalescence of all these energies into like distinct forms took a couple of millennia mm-hmm. to reach specifically corn zinch and nurgle okay so it was it was the eventual it was the continuing build up over millennium of the it didn't like it didn't just become the realm of chaos and then it spat out the three that's my understanding okay. at least i may be incorrect yeah yes to uh compare it slightly uh all of at one point the um the warp was like a jar of clear water yeah uh that had some microorganisms living in it and then everything got psychic powers <laughs> and, and that suddenly a bunch of shit got dumped in it and then the jar was resealed and shooken vi- vigorously and put down but it takes several billion years before all of the layers begin to separate within the shit pile that is that jar that is the warp. Yeah. So moving through the rest of the war in heaven quickly because it's reaching its end, uh, the Cadian Gate explodes along with uh, what would eventually become near what is now the Eye of Terror. Uh, or yeah, what na- near now what is uh, the Eye of Terror in Warhammer 40,000. Uh, and the most, the biggest effect for the old ones on this, on the Immaterium changing, is that it destroys their webway, or their their super webway. It destroys it completely. Uh, it twists and changes it so that they can't use it anymore. And the old ones are separated as a people. Uh, what few of them are left, and nobody knows what happens to them. They may have all died out. They may be the Slon now, uh, as we know them. Or they left to another galaxy, and we've we've never seen them again. As we as the Eldar remember them as, we never see the old ones again. So, in so the war in heaven's over. The Catan and the Necron win. Yay, big party! As the Catan were partying, Silent Kings of Zarek huddled up all the Necrons together, and then they all collectively dropped a mausoleum on the Catan, uh, in just a giant rebellion against the Catan. Destroys their cardboard boxes. <laughs> Turn like and then all the Necron and grab all the pieces that were thrown out of the boxes when they destroyed them and put them into multi-dimensional tesseract labyrinths. I say it with emphasis because I love the, I love that sequence of words that is just science mumbo jumbo. Um, okay, I'd like to really quickly John and I to take a try at saying that in the most it. epic way we can because oh, I yes, want, your voices are much to. better for it. Uh, let le, le, let me do it first. <laughs> Multidimensional tesseract mazes. Come now into the multidimensional tesseract labyrinth. Excellent. Enter now into my magical realm. <laughs> Welcome to the Pokeball. Dare you enter. Yeah, basically, they capture them in Pokeballs. So, after the murder party, Silent King Cesarek orders his people to go into what is known as the Great Sleep which is all Necron, aside from himself, enter into their coffins and mausoleums and everything else that they use to house their dead, uh, and go to sleep for 60 million years. Uh, Cesaric, uh, as the last little baby Necron was getting into his coffin, uh, he destroyed the command controls that he used to control his species along with the Catan, and then got into his own coffin, shot it off into space, and went on a self-reflecting journey on how he basically fucked with his entire species uh, and then he finds the nids, and he turns right back around, and he's like, fuck, 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 fuck! And then... I'm... <laughs> I've elected to now imagine this as him literally getting into a cannon, and just, like... Ju- not a coffin, just him in a cannon and shooting towards the <laughs> edge of the galaxy. And he's just, like, in a meditation yeah. pose with, like, his staff or on his lap, hurtling it's, it's through Zinyata. space. And then he sees the I was gonna nids. say, or... Yeah, then he sees the nids, and he just tries swimming back, I was about basically. To say, 
He just doggy paddles as <laughs> I was fast about to as say, he can. Or imagine Silent King's Zarek as a transformer, and he just gets out into orbit and then transforms into a coffin and starts flying away. <laughs> so, uh, but like before Zarek can get back to let his people know about the horrible uh, buggos that are coming to destroy everything in the galaxy, uh, a certain group of species knocks on the mausoleum doors, uh, the Imperium of Man. And now we're going to begin uh, with the story of man uh, and its eventual rise into the Imperium of Man, all of their Primarchs, and everything else like that. So, right. Yes. So, uh, to put the halfway point of the episode, uh, out of uh, 50 possible points, I believe you have easily earned Good. 47. Uh, I will have to I will have to get the sheet out and grade you properly, but I, I believe you're sitting at around 47 out of 50 points for this Excellent. first half. A couple of minor issues, but you got some bonus points back for extra explanation we didn't give you originally, which shows you have yeah, gumption. Yeah, initiative. Um, he got a nat One extra, one mm. extra part. Uh, Brayden, what planet is the Cadian Gate on? Uh, mm. Just drop the Oh, Cadia. Yeah, sorry. Cadia. Cadia. Uh, listener at home, please, if you're listening in the place you normally listen in, write Cadia, C-A-D-I-A, on a sticky note or piece of paper, pin it somewhere in your visual Directly reference. to your flesh. Don't do that. Um, keep it nearby if this is your regular listening spot. Have it tattooed on I your want skin. you to. I want you to do that because it's gonna come up later. Several times. Yeah. Several times. Just do that for me now because then you're gonna see it when we talk about it again and you're gonna go, Damn! <laughs> I remember I that. I listened to him and it paid off. Damn! So, so Braden, just do yeah. that for I'm, me, I'm buddy. A, I'm gonna quiz you as well. So, this Canadian gate, as it were. Yes, the Canadian what? gate. I'm gonna slap your what, shit, John. What on this Canadian gate really lends it its power? Uh, lots of glyphs. There, there's a specific thing. I don't know this either. Rhymes so, with yeah, Cylon. Pylon. You must get sucked to this, no pylons! My ears. I have some I am okay, tonight. Tonight sounds like a primark. Fuck. <laughs> imagine, imagine the the twenty second primark tinnitus, the hard hearing primark. He has sonic weaponry. Okay. <laughs> In order to uh, facilitate an expedited uh, the Imperium of Man section, I believe a. Uh, not multiple choice, but somewhat of a short answer section uh, is where the back half of this will be. So, um, I guess first of all, uh, hmm. Brayden, briefly, can you explain the history of our favorite Algonquin? Indeed I can. So, uh, the, the Imperium of Man, briefly. and uh, not Mankind itself, because Mankind has been around since the old ones, uh, theoretically. So, uh, the, the, what we now know as the God Emperor of Mankind, uh, and the head of the Imperium of Man begins with 15 Algonquin shamans all touching their dicks together and doing a good old Dragon Ball-esque fusion ha into the 20-foot-tall bestial man with shoulder pads half his size, the God Emperor of Mankind, the greatest psyker to ever bless the universe, well, to bless mankind. Uh, who has been several notable figures, Martin Luther King Jr., Jesus, Gandhi. Well, okay, okay, hold on. He was not Martin Luther King Jr. Eh. We talked about Why we not? talked about this last episode. The good man in Memphis died. Oh yeah, Jesus fuck. But he was pro he's probably Elon Musk right now. Probably, or you know, who knows? Elon Musk looks too weird. Exactly. No one would suspect him to be an Algonquin. Yeah. Shit. No one would expect him to be 15 Algonquin shamans all at one time. <laughs> In a trench coat. Yes. <laughs> With baldrons. So, yeah, he's... <laughs> Have you ever seen Elon Musk out of a trench coat? No. Oh, I forgot the most notable figure I wrote down in my notes. Pele. 
They got it for Mankato's Pele. <laughs> Pele, yeah. All right, so, sure. Why not? Emperor of Mankind also created the uh, the video game we all love, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So he's player unknown. He is player unknown as well. He's player unknown. So confirmed. Okay. So yes. um, Braden, uh, as as interesting as naming everything that uh, favorite Algonquin Shaman did up until the you know twenty thousands. Let's so, so yeah. Let's go ahead and skip to the twenty thousands. So, cool. Um, the God of Mankind uh, watched humanity began began its foray into space in the late third millennium and what is now known as the Age of Progress until shit got fucked in the 15th millennium and we entered the Dark Age of Technology. So the third millennium until the 15th is like the greatest leap in technology that humanity has ever seen until we start getting into the Dark Age of Technology where we start getting into the more recent stuff that is used throughout Warhammer 40,000. Um, so now we're beginning... Uh, beginning at uh, at the 15th millennium until the 25th millennium, the Dark Age of Technology is when the dang hand of Grimdark began touching humanity, beginning with the first mutants known as Navigators beginning to come up among humans, along with the development of the technology, the Warp Drive, a way for human spaceships to travel faster than light, allowing an empire that was not the Imperium of Man to grow and populate across multiple worlds and systems. The big thing about this, uh, this previous... Uh, Imperium that was not in the Imperium of Man was that there were three casts. There were the Golden Men, uh, who were the head honchos, and then there were the Stone Men who built everything for the for this empire. And then there were a cast lower than them called the Iron Men who weren't actually humans but were robots created by the Stone Men to help them out. Uh, this would end up biting them in the ass because the robots went crazy and almost killed all of humanity. It basically brought down, almost brought down this entire civilization on its head uh, because everything got fucked up. Um, and then, because of this, psychers began to pop up across humanity. Uh, most of them were called witches and were hung and stuff like that in the Salem, in sort of a pseudo-Salem witch trial, but across the entire galaxy. Uh, a lot of them were favored and protected as well across certain galaxies. It all depended on... Uh, which planet you got, kind of like in Warhammer 40,000, it's all about the luck of the draw and what you actually get for a planet that you were born on. You're either killed down for being a Psyker, or you were celebrated and protected for being one. So, um, and then because Psykers began to show up, demons began to show up, and that fucked with humanity even more, <laughs> because it was like, hey, humans, guess what, you guys got Psykers again. Yeah, that means we can come through and start fuckling your shit up. So, to quote a mutual friend of all of ours. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh so Brayden, hmm. here here's my query for you. What makes a navigator special? We didn't cover this I know. on the show. I want to see how much too. research. So this is just bonus. So points what for I Brayden. know of the navigators through my research is that the navigators basically have the mutant gene that allows them to kind of see like with a sixth sense like the way the warp works. And basically, it allows them to see, like, hey, let's not go into this warp storm because it'll kill us on the left. We need to go into this one on the right because it'll make us marginally safer than going and then getting shit fucked with in an entirely new dimension and never reaching the other side of our destination. Right. They basically right. had a so, sixth sense. There, there's two, two nodes. Mm. One, they have, they have a third eye. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know they had two, just a third eye. Two, they have blue skin. Oh, that's awful. And, you know, normally in this universe, if you're a mutant, you're summarily executed. Yeah. But, as with everywhere, if you're useful, capitalism They're will useful. look the other way. Yeah, kind of like the Ogren and the Ratkin. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ogren, Ratkin, Squad. Dubiously Beastmen. Yeah, what's and, a Squad? Uh, I'm gonna slap both of you. <laughs> slap me right in my mouth. I'm gonna slap you so hard, your babies are born naked. I have a question. Naked. Do you think to the <laughs> Do you think to the God Emperor of Mankind, all the rest of humanity are squats? Fuck. Because uh, he is twenty right. feet tall. So, um, so, um, beginning. All right. Mm -hmm. So the Iron Man. Uh, what what do the Iron Men do? They they join the Avengers specifically. <laughs> what? Uh, as far as far as I know from my cursory research, because I didn't go into them. Uh, they helped the Stonemen, and they were basically they were. I mean, I mean, I mean, what? Where do they go oh, wrong? It's because they're an AI, and AI what? is a bad thing in Warhammer. Always, never make an AI. If you've never seen Age yeah. of Ultron. Yeah, that happens. Never make, never make an AI that, in Warhammer yeah. because shit gets fucked. Um, 
yeah. they go full Terminator. Uh, was the specific answer, but seventy-five yeah. percent so, on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, let, let, so everything gets fucked, and we're kind of left. Dick yeah, hang in on, hand, I'm, I'm right? getting to that because I'm I'm about to go into oh, the age okay, of strife. Excuse me. So these two side effects cause what is known as the age of strife, and also everyone in, and also told everyone in Warhammer that AI was a pretty bad idea for humanity. On a lighter note, the STC or the yeah, TM. On a lighter note, the STC, or Standard Template Contract, was created during this time, which were basically super 3D printers that could spit out anything as long as you put a quarter in it. So, like I said, one of the most far-reaching pieces of technology for the Imperium was built in this time, along with Navigator showing up and the warp drive. So, basically, two of what I call the biggest things, biggest pieces of technology for the Imperium show up during this time. But, uh, the time... I know we have about as much time for tangents as we do for, you know, yes, god emperors, yeah. but um, in F- Space Hulk Deathwing, you can find STCs as minor artifacts. Whoa, hold on. And they're like, hold on, they're like fucking briefcase sized, and I'm like, so, yo, okay, what? Here's the thing about STCs. In, in one of the books, mm-hmm. they reference, hey, these three dudes found an STC. They each got their own fucking planet. And you know what the STC was for? A new kind of knife. <laughs> it's a that's weapon. That's how valuable this shit yeah, is. Yeah, it's a weapon. Like, that's the most valuable thing in the like, galaxy is another weapon. If, it's a knife. It's another if they found the STC for better underpants, they would give you a planet. <laughs> well, okay, in that case, the brother librarian I'm playing in Space Hulk Deathwing has already earned himself Excellent. three planets. Space Marines don't need planets. Yeah. They're Space Marines. F- fuck you. <laughs> what? Uh, no, that's a tangent that we do not okay. have time for. Okay, Age yes. of Strife, STC, okay. yeah. The so dankness. now we're starting the STC, uh, the Age of Strife. So the the Age of Strife lasted from the twenty fifth millennium to the thirtieth millennium, and is basically when we hit peak maximum grimdark for a while, where everyone in the galaxy gets kicked in the dick for a couple million years, while humanity was trying to fix its completely broken empire after robots brought the species to its knees. A new sweet baby chaos god was born due to the Eldar fucking themselves silly since the old ones left. Basically, I'm not going to go too into it because we're a little strained on time. But the Eldar, basically, once they hit peak, like peak thingy, like where they didn't need workers anymore for their entire civilization, they just went across the galaxy doing whatever the hell they feel like and fucking each other silly. Dad's gone. Yeah, they lived in such decadence that they created an entirely new chaos god known as Slanesh, the god of excess, who created. I think honestly, okay, this I think this is how it actually happened, right? So, right after an orgy, one of the Eldar was walking around. He had this jar of peanut butter. Yep. And another Eldar rounds the, <laughs> I don't like rounds the corner. And he has in his hands his penis. a Hershey's cookie and cream candy. Oh. And they oh. look at each other. And the Eldar with the peanut butter just holds it out. And the, the Eldar with the candy bar dips it in there, takes a bite, and then with that flavor explosion, Slanesh just jumps out of his fucking head. <laughs> And that's how Slanesh was born. I. <laughs> that's a flavor combination too good for man. Theoretically possible. I'm deathly allergic to peanut butter, so I will never know that. So, such is life. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So, everyone, everyone, please play your sad violin. Nah, nah just go get go get a big spoonful of peanut butter and eat it in Brayden's honor. Even if you're allergic, just do it. No, don't. <laughs> Brayden, can you eat other uh, nut butters? They make me feel bad. Like, not feel bad as in, like, I, I feel sadness, as in they make me feel ill. <laughs> I know what you meant, I realize Brayden. I'm a five-year-old. I think that, as soon oh as no, the word almond butter nut- is so inferior, <laughs> so I am saddened by Look, its man, uh, you never know. I'm eating. covering the bases. I knew I was a child when you said Fair. nut butters, and I almost spit up my beer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, <Nut. laughs> Anyway, uh, so all right. So continuing, so, uh, everything yeah. got fucked. Lanesh so gets yeah, born. this is what causes the Eye of Terror and ever the new and greatest grimdark thing to come out to the galaxy. Warp storms. So warp storms mm. come about, <clears throat> and nothing can get through them. Not ships. Not radio transmissions. Not 
food, not supplies, not anything. So all of the Imperium of Man is divided, or all of man, all of mankind Alone. is divided. Uh, not even like you can't even get from Earth to Mars because of the warp storms. You basically cannot leave your planet, essentially. So, and then, uh, so shit got fucked. Basically, humanity started fighting amongst themselves, and on some planets it was demons, some it was orcs, and if you really hit the jackpot, all three. However, on Earth, also known as Terra now, a champion will rise to unify the people and create an entire race that they, he then killed later once all his people were unified. The god emperor of mankind, who finally decided to stop jerking off his 15 dicks and decided to get himself into action because he watched the genocide of his people at the hands of these AI robots and was like, nah, not worth my time. But as soon as the warp storm showed up, he was like, alright, now it's time. So... Basically, Terra had devolved into a desert planet, a la Mad Max, except it had it had one thing better than Mad Max going for it, where instead of barbarians on the planet, it was techno-barbarians. Alright, plus three points. You said the exact phrase I was hunting Excellent. for. So, techno-barbarians show up, and the god of her mankind is slaying them all as he's thinking like, hmm, I need a secret Batman cave. And so he goes to the Himalayas and creates a secret Batman cave and and creates Accurate. basically humanity's orcs, the Thunder Warriors, who are the proto-space marines. The, uh, yes. the Thunder Warriors are basically uh, rabid men dressed up as Greco-Roman soldiers killing anything that didn't have M stamp of approval on it. They killed so many people, they Accurate. made oceans of blood replacing the old oceans. Okay, Brayden, quiz time. Yes. What is the primary weakness of a Thunder Warrior? The God Emperor of Mankind? There are several. The God Emperor of Mankind? I don't know any, think, any weaknesses. Uh, the, the ones I was looking for were they're just pure aggression. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to go into is and that they're also, just humanity's orc. Time. Uh, also time. Yeah. Because they're very short. Oh, and also, they only wear armor on the front part of <laughs> That's their body. True. So if you just get behind one, they're pretty screwed. Even still, yeah. implying implying you can, you can because they're crazy. I mean, the emperor did when he slaughtered all of yeah, them. Yeah, hang I'm on. Sorry. Let's, let's go. Let's go. It. Let's continue. So, right. uh, getting more forward into it. So the Thunder Warriors. One of their biggest things is you know they're basically rapid animals. With uh, with plates of armor on only their fronts, um, and the emperor loved the Greco-Roman aesthetic for some reason, so he made them look like that as they walked around and created oceans of blood. And then any, but then the emperor decided to make something new. Space and Marines was so basically, well, basically he figured out. Okay, half step back, half step back, my mm -hmm. friend. First, he made what? I don't know. Think three feet taller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm gonna get to them in a second. You guys gotta let me well, finish. They, they were the they were the first part. Okay, yeah. They were they were they were the prototype. Yeah, the Primark. So yeah, I'm getting I'm getting that in a second. So um, basically, uh, Emperor the Emperor of Mankind and his Thunder Warriors killed anyone who didn't approve of him, and anyone who did out of fear or respect, or I'm guessing 99% of them were out of fear. He declared the planet unified, and according to Imperial records. <laughs> Uh, the Thunder Warriors went down in a final last bastion against the horrible techno-barbarians as one whose name I forget, but one of the most notable ones, died raising the banner of the Imperium of Man in his last death throes against the techno-barbarians, finally unifying the planet, uh, when in reality the, the God Emperor Mankind slaughtered them all once he figured out that they didn't have any use anymore, and he created his... Good old sons, the Primarchs. And as a result, if I remember Space right, If I remember right, his title was like the Lightning Bearer. His name was the Lightning I remember his nickname was the Lightning Bearer. So. Uh, so the Primarchs. Let's get into them for a hot minute. All right, this needs so, to be six minutes of 20. Yeah, I'm just going to list them off. Right. So this is... Well, okay. I... The lightning round, the, the part uh -huh. three of the quiz. So you, 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 once again, out of I'd say, uh, you know, forty possible points, you you earned about 
35, cool. I'd say. You, you, you did pretty good. And f- oh, bonus points, even. So 38 cool. out of 40. Now we enter oh, the lightning round. Uh, each each Primarch is worth half okay. a point total, admittedly. But Each um, Legion is also we worth have half to get... a point. Well, right. So I, for this part, uh, you can either do it in Discovery or in... New Legion numerical order. I would like you to na- list off the Primarchs, a notable mm. feature, and what their okay, Legion. Okay, should names. we time our boy? Uh, I I mean we have the four minutes now yes. uh, right. until sixty. I, I'm anyway, setting a five so. minute timer. Bro. Okay, so I'm. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. To, I'm going to list them. I'm going to say this in preface because I'm not going to do numbers. Okay. I'm going to list them off uh-huh. in Discovery. Notable feature, okay. Legion name. Okay. All right, so... Th- You're a right, beautiful man, three, Brayden. Two, one. All go. right, so it's... it's Lightning uh, round. Horus Lupercal, who is the Luna Wolves and the Son of Horus, is his Legion. Big thing about him, he was uh, Imp's uh, big favorite, because he was the first found. Second, Lehman Ruff, Space Wolves. He was a werewolf. Uh, the third found is number two, or 11, who is perched from Imperial Records, so we don't know anything about him. There's Ferris Manus and the Iron Hands. Ferris Manus is uh, what I like to call him Iron Manus because he's got iron arms. Then there's Fulgrim, Emperor's Children. Fulgrim, uh, he hates, he grew up on a poison planet. Uh, there's Vulcan and the Salamanders. Vulcan was black. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I, I, in case you at home don't know shit about 40k. When I say black, I yeah, mean he was pitch ash black. black. Rogaldorn, like, Imperial yes. Fist. Rogaldorn had a magic pain glove. Uh, Robo, Robo, Girly Man, <laughs> and the Ultramarines. He liked the color blue. Magnus the Red and the plus two points for <laughs> Magnus Robo. the Red and the Thousand Suns. Uh, he had uh, nipple horns. Sanguinius and the Blood Angels. Uh, Sanguinius was a vampire who was a mutant with with angel wings for some reason. Uh, Lionel Johnson and the Dark Angels. Uh, Lion's name is dumb as hell, from what I remember, because it's L. It's L with an apostrophe Johnson. Uh, Perturabo and the Iron Warriors. Perturabo loved imps as a god, even though uh, God the imps uh, imps tried to uh, push that shit uh, down really fast, and it caused him to hate his dad for it. Mortarion and the mm, Death. Quarter point off. Huh? Wrong Primark. Wrong Primark. Wrong Primark. Okay, keep going. Uh, Mortarion and the Death Guard. Uh, Mortarion. Uh, what was his big thing? Uh, he was... Uh, he was... Oh, yeah, he has to breathe poison because he also grew up on a poison planet. Uh, Lorgar and the World Bears. This is the guy who wrote the good book, uh, basically the Bible for imps. Uh, Jagahatsai Khan and the White Scars. They like motorcycles. Conrad Kerr is in the, in the Night Lords. <laughs> Batman 1. Angron and the World Eaters. Uh, and he also had nails in his spine. Uh, Corvus Corax and the Raven Guard. Batman 2. And then the last one, unknown, uh, Imperial Records purged. And then, oh, there's one more. Uh, my favorite, Alfarius Omegon, 20 and 21, who may not, who may be one person, two people, who knows, maybe his whole legion is him. Okay. All right. Do, do you want to go, do you proud go back you. and retackle Perturabo? Uh. Hmm. Yeah, is that your final answer? Yeah, like two minutes. You can, you can. Try. Yeah. Okay. So, Perturabo, Iron Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. gonna help you a little bit. Rogaldorn was very good at. Rogaldorn was good at building. Right. Yes. Yeah. Rogaldorn was good yep. at building. What was Perturabo? He was good, good at, at sieging. There we go. Yeah. Two with a that's the meat a little over two, all right a little over a minute to spare uh, very proud of you and with that we uh then hit the um the horse heresy which I'll, i can uh, listen to the yeah Horus i can heresy i can break that down real fast go horse gets mad at his dad along with everyone else who turns traitor and then all and omega maybe turn traitor who knows uh and then everyone gets fuckled uh, and then the Emperor of Mankind gets sealed in his golden throne. Perfect. There we go. That was the Horus heresy. Uh, also, what happens to oh, Horus? Oh, he gets... Uh, who's Horus? Hey! There we go! Accurate. There we go. Yep, there we go. Uh, 
Final grade, uh, I believe in total, you come out to approximately uh, 96 out of 100 Woo, possible points. Nice. Uh, yeah. A plus, A plus, I'm actually, proud of me. Or in my book. Uh, I'm very proud of you, Brayden. Uh, As we all should. Plus some bonus points for memeing. Uh, yeah, you are an A+. That was uh, everything we've covered so far in Warhammer 40,000. Admittedly, with the slightly less important parts cut out, and some bonus yeah, knowledge, some because bonus our boy Brayden here is a Thank smart you. man who goes and fucking prints those yep. receipts he audits <laughs> those imperiums man props we didn't cover a, a, a good li not a good chunk but like a little a, bit at least 20 points of the of the yeah. 98 you earned were Thank extra you. to be fair that you did say we'll get to that when we do faction specific but good on brain for taking the initiative thank you i'm very thank proud of him I am as well. I'm learning. I'm proud and simultaneously disappointed you wasted that much <laughs> I, I wasted 30 minutes going through the wiki, so... Oh, God. There I we spent go. more time shortening down my notes than I did actually researching. Props. Alright, so... Alright. Uh, plugs. What are we doing next, next week? Next week, I think we're going to do Eldar. Oh, I thought, I thought we were doing Warpdo. Are we doing Eldar or are we doing a Warpdo? Ah, fuck it, let's do a Warpdo. Aye, yay, Warpdo. There we go. Uh, we're going to need more alcohol. So what uh, is what is a Warpdo for people who don't know? So, so a Warpdo is what happened. Uh, which of us is responsible? That's my idea. So the so, Warpdo is let's go on to uh, the 40k wiki and hit random and just see what comes Excellent. Up. So, I feel like what that should be is one person taking the lead uh -huh. into providing the other two with this as one uh, Inquisition-appointed saint, Ty Lopez might say, knowledge <laughs> to the other two. Um, two points to Meador for <laughs> memeing. Um, so... I would like to volunteer for next week's Warp Delve, where I will hit the random button, read that article, and tell you about it. Okay. Okay, I was I was envisioning we go through the article live on air, but that works live too. Live and in color? Yes, sir. I don't know if that makes for a good audio format, John. <laughs> because this is an audio podcast. Okay. And I don't want to put you through that much editing. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to save you editing, John. Weird. Yeah. So, uh, Brayden, uh, I think it's time for you to take us home. Well, uh, we gotta do plugs. Yeah, plugs. Uh, fucking just go to go to Grimdorks. Go to at Grimdorks. Find me at Fuzzy Sinoaki. It's spelt there. Spelled Hold there. On. Go to my thing. You can go to my thing and then go find my. I other have some. Things. I yell about. I have some copy. I have some ad copy. I requested some. He's got ad copy. Jesus, this is water <laughs> now. I don't have more liquor. Okay, so Alien Happy Hour is a network that intermingles sketch comedy, movie reviews, sports, conversational podcasts, interviews, live streaming, and wrestling news under one huge banner. With shows like Last Podcast Standing, The Chat Room, Intended Audience, Fame Chasers, and many more. Check them out at alienhappyhour.com and at alienhappyhour on Twitter. That's hosted by friend of the show, Riley. Arch enemy, He's a beautiful boy. Arch enemy of me, Riley. Some Yes, at some point we will probably have him on for some reason or another, if for no other reason than to have Brayden try to explain it to him oh, and have perfect. him slowly go insane. <laughs> and by slowly, I mean we're basically dumping him into a vat of Yeah, raw it was fun speech. trying uh, explaining Ava to him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. All right. So, Brayden. Take us home. All right. Uh, this has been Grimberg's, a discussion podcast on the lore and story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. My name is Brayden, and with me always are my two favorite chaos spawns. <laughs> <laughs> and 
excuse me. Um, I'm 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 Demon Fuzzy. <laughs> I have been uh, Damon Primark John. Now look at you fucking promoting yourself. At least, right. yeah, that's at right. At least he's not bloodthirster. I'm not gonna do it. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you, bud. Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norrin Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Emperor.